This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, and welcome to the House of Pot. I'm Kaveh. And I'm Lizzie. And if this is your first time listening, we're a medical... Sort of. ...podcast where we try to discuss medicine and health in a relatable way. And we will answer questions you may not feel comfortable asking your doctor, and definitely won't bring up to your friends. On today's show, we have Pat Spurgeon of the band Rogue Wave. He's going to talk to us about his experience with kidney disease and how he toured while managing dialysis. It's a great conversation. Stay tuned. The opinions on this podcast are broadcasted for educational and informational purposes only and do not represent the opinions of our employers. These opinions are not intended as a diagnosis, treatment, or as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult a local physician or other healthcare professional for your specific healthcare and or medical needs or concerns. Welcome back to the House of Pod. Today with us, we have Pat Spurgeon of the band Rogue Wave. They were formed in Oakland, California in 2002, if I'm correct about yeah. that. And they put out some really amazing albums, uh, uh, Sleep at Heaven's Gate, Delusions of Grand Fur. Um, you've heard them on innumerable soundtracks. I just picked a couple uh, that I liked. Napoleon Dynamite, The O.C., Spider-Man, Heroes, 500 Days of Summer, Scrubs, a favorite here, Iron Man 3. Uh, you've seen them in movies like Love Happens, that Jennifer Aniston movie like in 2009. Uh, like I think they were like a kind of an integral part of that. That was like the story there. And there's, there's also this incredible documentary we're going to talk a little bit about today called Detour and it stars them. It's a movie that sort of chronicles our guest, Pat Spurgeon, and his experience with kidney disease while touring. It's really sort of beautiful and it has lots of interesting twists that are both sad and beautiful. And it's a pretty amazing story. So 
First of all, thank you so much for coming, Pat. Thank you for having me, and thank you for the black coffee, in case we didn't get that earlier. Just that's thank right. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Salt-free black coffee. That's yeah, what we serve here. sodium. Yes. <laughs> so right. the movie is um, Detour with no E, which I think is right. a, sort of an adorable play on words if people are Googling as we are talking. So just to start it off, you were born with one kidney. Correct. Um, and you had to deal with a transplant at a very young age, dialysis, we'll talk about all of that. Um, and again, just dealing with disease as a very young person, um, how, how was that? Did you ever hear of kidney failure or now we call it chronic kidney disease instead of chronic renal failure? You know, we're trying to be a little bit more politically correct. We don't want to give you failure. We want to give you a disease. But uh, okay. how is that as like a young, young person being told you have a chronic disease? Well, um, I think if I were younger, it would have been easier because uh, just just going to get off the topic a tiny bit. Uh, the filmmaker, Jim Granado, of the filmmaker of Detour, he and I went to, to visit uh, a pediatric dialysis unit. And these kids were cruising around like there was, wasn't anything happening to them. They're so resilient. And I was just amazed and blown away. And if I were an actor and using the Meisner technique, I could use that to bring up tears. Yeah. I can feel them now. Um, but yeah, at, at that age, I could conquer the world because you're, you're, you're in your 20s. You're invincible. There's nothing that can go wrong. <laughs> and I was in a rock band. I was touring and, and I got home and I was sick. And you know, I didn't, didn't think anything of it, but um, I'm starting to get out of there. Uh, out of your, it was hard. It was hard being young, just and and having it any age, but like especially young, and and not just, hey, you're sick now with this very serious thing. Here are all of the side effects of everything that's going to happen to you. Right. And I know that that has to be said probably by law, um, but that was the most terrifying thing of the right. whole. That's all you think about sometimes. I'm yeah. sure you focus on all those yeah. things. Yeah, I jumped ahead to basically my first transplant where like, this is what could happen to you. This is what, and then my mom, my girlfriend at the time when they brought me up from uh, surgery, they, this, they, saw, they thought I was coming down the hall and it was uh, an old woman and they started crying and freaking out because I don't know. I mean, your mind can go weird places. They thought it was me. Right. They it's changed so him into an old woman. They, not only did they give him a kidney, they gave him plastic surgery. <laughs> and 50 years of that? age. He pulled so all you, his skin off and stretched it and put it back on. So you're saying maybe if you were a six, seven or eight, that just would have been ingrained part of your lifestyle. You wouldn't have questioned it. But when you had your kidney, you were, you said around 20. So that's, yes. um, mm -hmm. you know, when you're the most angsty and trying to rebel and not wanting to conform to doctor's appointments and dietary restrictions. Can you, can you tell us about, about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that ties in also with being very low, low income. And also, um, I don't know if we still dwell on this, but preexisting condition, those two words were major. Right. Like I was like, I'm right. never going to be able to, no. I don't and know what's going to happen to me. And it still is, right? Yeah. I mean, every day we talk about pre-existing conditions. One of the interesting things about the movie and about being a musician with a kidney disease or any sort of chronic disease is that music is, is a, still a job. It's a mm -hmm. fun job, but at the end of the day, it's a job and it's one without particularly good health benefits. And no support. Yeah. You yeah. said like your parents, the culture, society, like... There's not a lot of encouragement and support in choosing this path and struggling right. on this path. That's right. And I mean, there's, there's an organization called Music Cares that exists now. Uh, it's been around for a while, but definitely not. I'm, 
I don't actually know. I, I I probably shouldn't say, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't around in the early 90s, late 80s. <clears throat> and it's 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 something to help you, but it's definitely not going to pay for your surgery and your your doctor bills. Right. It's, it's it's nice, but it's it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a drop. It's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, but they've helped. Have. They've definitely helped me, and they help people. I think it's mostly set up for I think musicians can get into that trap of uh, addiction, and I think that's what that, that's mostly what they probably deal with is is helping musicians get over that. And they helped me with rent one time. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but not addiction. No, I'm addicted to meds now, but highly expensive uh, yeah. anti rejection medication. <laughs> uh, your body's yeah. addicted, not your mind. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff, Pat. You mentioned um, some of the side effects really scared you when you were hearing of that when you were going through treatment. Are you referring mainly to dialysis specifically? You know, I'm glad you asked because I did, I did rush on that one. That was side effects of the medication after oh, surgery. Oh, sure, you know, sure. And they tell you every possible one. Yeah. And they let you know you're going to be on them for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. For a young guy, yeah. that's scary in of itself. Nobody, mm-hmm. when particularly when they're young, wants to take medicine for the rest of their life. No, and it's surprising how hard it is to remember anymore. I right. take it twice a day. And I'm like, I, my wife is really good. Did you take your meds? And sometimes I'm like, will you please? I right. do. I always take them. I go, <laughs> you know what? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Stop nagging me. And thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> can I, um, so just to step back, can you tell our listeners? Cause a lot of people don't know. And anyone who wants to know should watch this movie detour. Um, what is dialysis? There's a doctor in the movie who explains it pretty well. And, um, I thought it watching it as a doctor, not that I'm a kidney doctor, we call them nephrologists, which is not intuitive. Um, listening to her explain it, um, it was really, I thought it was really good. So what would you, how would you explain it to the common person? Um, well, the process is the way I did it was called continuous peritoneal ambulatory dialysis or no continuous ambulatory peritoneal dialysis CAPD. I'm like, you know, CAPD, but you you yeah. never, we never know what the words stand for, right? Yeah, it's a CAPD. So I basically had a, a tube running into my abdomen into the it's called the peritoneum it like holds all your guts and uh and and what i would do is run this this uh solution into that cavity i can't remember exactly what was in it stuff sure <laughs> electrolytes <laughs> and dialysis Di- stuff the very quick answer is that it the body would see that there's this overabundance of something in your body and just like with anything you get a splinter your body's going to get rid of it mm-hmm. something anything foreign in your body your body's going to get rid of it so the body would see oh there's all this stuff in that guy's gut. Somehow the, the, the toxins that are built up in my system would get sent in there and fluids that were built up, and then I would drain that out. The basic uh, principle behind dialysis is to do exactly what you're, you're talking about. Take toxins that your kidney would normally remove and remove them itself. Try and do some fluid balance that your kidney would normally do and, and do that through dialysis. Interestingly, you chose peritoneal dialysis. Now, the thing that I think in, in the common world, people think about with dialysis is the hemodialysis, where they sit in the chairs, they go in a couple times a week, they get the IV and they get the transfusion, they get the, the exchange during that. So I think I know the answer, but it, I'd love to hear it from you. Tell me why you chose peritoneal dialysis instead. And it, and it was a choice, right? I mean, it's a very deliberate choice for many people. Great questions on both sides. It was when I went in uh, to get prep for dialysis they were going to take me down to the operating room and put a fistula in my arm 
We're going to take you down there. We're going to do this thing. I'm scared. I'm just terrified. I've never been in a hospital before. And they say, we're going to take you down. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what are you doing? Uh, we're going to do, put a fistula in your arm. It's a, you connect a vein in an artery and make this big blood supply so they can, you know, draw the blood out into the, you know, dialysis machine and put it back in. It's, yeah. is there anything else? (laughs) Then they couldn't. And then that was when they were like, well, there is this, there is this other, other dialysis called peritoneal dialysis. Uh, and and basically, um, that's what happened. They told me about that. I was like, I want that. It sounds better. So you're yeah. saying they sort of already committed you to the most common yes. type of dialysis. Dialysis just means the filter filtration of the, the plasma yeah. and how you do it is what we're talking about, Joe and our listeners. It's either through the blood or through the peritoneum. And if you know anyone who has a hernia, that means the peritoneum is sort of compromised and like, you know, things are sort of sp- spilling out a little bit. It's that's like, why when you, you, when you're a kid, a boy, Especially you get the dog, you get the physical mm-hmm. and put the little fingers cough in the, uh, yeah, in your groinal area and make you cough. <laughs> We're feeling for that little crotchal area. These are yeah. medical terms for our listeners, yeah. crotchal and groinal. You're yeah, um, really trying to keep the cuss words out of this. Right. So you're like saying penis. that the medical community, your provider sort of had you committed at the doorstep of hemodialysis, but you chose a different pathway. You advocated for yourself. And we've talked a lot about that on this show with yeah. Sharky Logana is questioning the decisions that are being made for you and communicating with your doctor and having relationships so that you know all the alternatives, the yes. risks and to the be benefits. Fair. To be fair, my mother also did. You, yeah. It's also great to have an advocate. Yeah. There's always a woman behind the man. There is. There's, there's a woman who pr- pr- brings the man forth into the world. <laughs> um, that's another podcast. You're right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah. yeah. I actually um, have, um, you, I have, I've, I've filmed my baby being born. Do you we'll want to, we we'll, can air that. We'll air it. We'll air it. So everyone's, a, <laughs> are you, the, are the you lines that, are lighting up look, right now. We'll link look, back to the podcast look, uh, yeah. Facebook page. You look, you look traumatized when you talk about that video, but we can, no, we I'm digress. Really traumatized because it's, um, it's just amazing. It's, oh, okay. It's just, and, you know, I called sorry. my mom right after that happened. And I was like, I'm so sorry for everything <laughs> ever. And anybody <laughs> should call your mother today and say you're sorry. That's fine. Okay. Anyway, so let's go back. So you back. were saying that your doctor has sort of committed you to hemodialysis, but you and your mother advocated for yourself and inquired about alternatives and you heard about the peritoneal dialysis. Yeah. Cause honestly, I was sure that there was no other way because I had only heard of peritone right. of, of, of hemodialysis and, uh, they were, they were visibly unhappy <laughs> that I chose that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic as to why it's not more common or back then. I think it's a little different now. Back then, uh, it wasn't quite as common as it is now. And I think there's two different perspectives on why that is. There's sort of the cynical perspective, which is, you know, you could say uh, doctors don't get the same reimbursements, or you could say that it's um, a lot of people just didn't know about it. They hadn't been trained in it. Um, and younger doctors are a little bit better trained in peritoneal dialysis. Or you could say in some ways, more patients like the concept of just sitting down, having it done for them. There is a bit of in, in the movie talks about this, and you can speak to this too. When you're doing peritoneal dialysis, the onus is a little bit more on you or a lot more on you. Yeah. It's homework. Yeah. Hemodialysis, you show up, you sit down, yeah. you get it done, you leave. It's two or three hours every other day of the week. Depending on your function of your kidney. But I, when I was doing it, was on, I was on for five hours oh, or, wow. or more. Yeah. Um, I think I might have been going like four times a week even. I yeah. had no function. I well, was so bad. And peritoneal dialysis, you need a home. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. I got a question to take a step back. <laughs> yes. What is it? What, what, what peritoneal dialysis? Do you what want to call is... Jesse? Well, here's the, here's the thing. So <laughs> we're lucky that we have, we're lucky on the show that we have a lot of friends in different fields of medicine. And one of those is a guy named Jesse Pisano. He is an amazing nephrologist. He's out in uh, Las Vegas. If you're in Las Vegas looking for a nephrologist, <laughs> I can't recommend this guy enough. So hold on. Let's just call him right now. Yeah. And Let's you see. also don't need a nephrologist if you've just, if like Keith Richards doesn't need, uh, he goes on dialysis to clean the drugs out, not to clean his blood. Does right. He really? Right. If that's true. <laughs> I, 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 no. We've heard man. those no. rumors. No. <laughs> we've also heard about Rod Stewart. And, oh, that's a fun rumors. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Hey, Jesse. Yes. Hey, how are you, buddy? Good, good. How are you doing? Are you in the hospital right now? I'm at dialysis unit. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that Hello. is so such a coincidence, buddy. Do you have Do you have a? We're recording with Pat Spurgeon, this amazing drummer from a band called Rogue Wave, has experienced uh, some significant kidney disease. He's had two transplants, and we're talking about a couple of things. And Joe asked a, a question. He said, "What is peritoneal dialysis? Could you, in maybe less than a minute, explain what peritoneal dialysis is?" Uh, a form of dialysis because there's two forms of dialysis um, and one is through blood and the blood goes through a filter on a dialysis machine and it filters out the toxins, gives some of the electrolytes and bicarbonate and then um, but it uses a, a filter um, on a dialysis machine to do that. What they found was that there's also a filter within the body, and that is your peritoneal membrane, which basically um, is what what is surrounding your whole um, abdominal area. Um, and so what they found is that if you put dialysis fluid in there, that peritoneal membrane acts as a filter in order to clean out toxins um, and then go ahead and get some of the nutrients or electrolytes and minerals from the dialysis fluid. And so it's something that uh, is done mostly for the most part around the world, um, about anywhere from 80 to 90 percent in other countries. Here in the U.S., mm. about 10 percent of patients do that type of dialysis. Um, and so now we're getting increased use of it. Um, but basically what it is, you fill your belly um, with dialysis fluid, uh, let it sit there for uh a prescribed amount of time because that's what we manage in terms of how long does it sit there. If you were in a, if you were a traveling musician in a band traveling around on the road, you, you think that would be a reasonable option? I would think that would be the best option because otherwise, but Jesse, because Jesse, have you seen how filthy these places that musicians play? Joe and I have played these places. They're disgusting. How can he be sterile and do it? You have to be pretty careful, huh? <laughs> well, you have to, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, there's some where, okay, put a dressing over the exit side of the dialysis, the peritoneal dialysis catheter. But I have a, I have patients who they work in a kitchen. It's hot. They're mm. sweaty. Um, some are farmers, you know, so they're out in the dirt. And for the most part, uh, no, they do well. Um, and so I think there's higher risk of gotcha. infection with yeah. a catheter for di blood dialysis. Right. Well, and to be fair, in the in the movie, the Detour movie, we see him doing it. He's got pretty good sterile technique, so I'll give him 
give him some credit. Anyways, Jesse, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Get back to your patients. Je- Jesse, Thank you. Real quick, uh, if people yes. in the Vegas area need a nephrologist, where can they find you? Do you have like? Uh, yeah, I have a website, and it's um, LasVegasKidney.com. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Kidney so on call. It's good to have friends. It's good to yeah, have friends. It's good and to have friends. Kidney places. I knew that. Uh, yeah, you were just about to get to that. I was about to say that. I think you pretty much said all of that already. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that the doctors didn't encourage that oh. at all. In fact, they went right to, up to the the the. I'm I'm a I'm very pessimistic, and I feel like the doctor owned the only dialysis clinic and was just filling chairs. I I don't know if that happens. I mean, that might be part of it, but this is also something that is a recurring theme in our world of medicine is there's something about what's done and hemodialysis at that time. And still, Jesse just said 90% of America does chooses hemodialysis. Maybe it is more lucrative, but it's also, um, easier right? Mm-hmm. Uh, peritoneal dialysis requires an, a motivated, intelligent person who will keep things sterile, who can do this and do it well and, you know, not keep going back to the hospital. That's right. But part of this decision-making is talking to the patient and finding out what their values are. And fi- this is narrative right. medicine, human shocked. being, what that Jessica Zitter happen. said, being hu- a human, being humanistic, right? And talking to the person and saying, you know, based on your passions in life, it sounds like peritoneal dialysis might be a better option for you. Also, you were so young. Like, Especially of that, course. yeah. A young person, like, uh, to commit them to a chair for a number of years, yeah. you know, multiple days a week is, uh, I mean, that's one option. And if yeah. I was really scared, and a lot of people are scared, it's a tough thing to go yeah. through. You do want someone to take care of you. Yeah. No, yeah. It, and, it's a, and it's a reasonable option for some people. Yeah. I don't know if you know Gift of Gab from Black Alicious. It's a rap group from Oakland East Bay. Yep. He, I've talked to him about this. He's actually pretty open. He's spoken in, in, uh, in a couple different places about his uh, kidney disease, and he gets hemodialysis. And he's able to sort of use that time, I think. He's able to sort of write while he's, while he's doing that. But you're, it's different for everyone. And yeah. it's got to be sort of optimized for you. And for you, it made a lot of sense. You're out there. You want to keep touring. You did not want to... You wanted to find a way to make both things happen. And it was a good compromise. But American healthcare also, if you're on hemodialysis, as you're touring, you need to keep finding hospitals or hemodialysis centers that accept your insurance. Like, this is an insurmountable hurdle, I think, in America. Yeah, yeah I was even able to... I, I didn't have to, but um, I was able to even set up getting equipment in Europe yeah, and finding a dialysis unit in Europe would probably be easy. In fact, they probably take really good care of you. I don't know how they would deal with your money or your insurance, insurance. but, but, uh, it was easy if I needed any, any gear and there's gear involved in this dialysis process. If I needed, I could get it. That brings me to tour life in general. Tour life is just hard on everybody. Uh, Joe and I never toured past like Northern California, but like you're going all over the country and you're like traveling on the road. There's not a lot of healthy food options. How did you maintain like a low salt diet when all you're doing is like mm-hmm. Denny's and McDonald's? That's all you have to you. That yeah, point, right? that is not you a plug with, for Denny's nor McDonald's. Yeah, right. you go in and you ask them to, for no salt on your fries and they, they get pissed and they <laughs> they clean the vat out and make fresh fries, which is what I would suggest anyone do. Right, anyways, you get, you're guaranteed fresh, fresh fries because mm-hmm. they're not going to say no. Um, but there was no, there's really no healthy food until you got to the venue. And like in our rider, it would say, um, no salt, whatever, like, uh, 
rice cakes and they still show up right. <laughs> now Heavily even though salted. yeah uh it, so it was really hard and i watched the movie and you can see that i'm i'm packing on some water weight mm-hmm. you can see it in my mm-hmm. face you can see yeah. it, it uh it, it's it, it was hard but and you all, mean you mean fluid it's really fluid. not yeah. even it, calorie no, or, it's or just fat fluid. Yeah. right so that's Which, what happens when you don't do your dialysis right or you don't yeah. adhere to the diet like the doctor explained salt and water travel together you get swollen you get edema you get what you think you say is fat but it's it's not yeah, it's water weight i i was i i uh when i my kidney new, new kidney started functioning which was right away i just i got rid of all that within a, i don't know how long but it was it was weird to see me in that movie i actually i'm i, I like i might kind of look kind of healthy a little yeah. bit more weight on there like yeah you're like that's no. all right you know <laughs> um but uh yeah food man that was just tough i basically just got rid of condiments and tomatoes, anything with potassium, you right. know, uh, cause potassium that can, that can be lethal yeah. in your situation. That's, uh, that's there must be, it, it's gotta be kind of a stressful experience. Like yeah. we take it for granted, you know, like just eating and not worrying that much about it. Now had like, I, if this was my first time going into it, I, I had already done it before. So it was easy, an easy choice. I might've, it might've been harder for me to uh, accept going like, I'm going to go on the road and, and do this dialysis. I had done it, you know, about 14, 15 years prior. So I knew it already. Yeah. So, so I knew the process. Yes. Let me ask you, um, you know, I've heard that people that with kidney failure, failure oftentimes feel fine and may not, you know, have any symptoms, but what happens if, um, if you don't go through the dialysis or if you miss a day or two, do you see the swelling that, that you guys are mentioning or there, you know, what happens if you just say the heck with it? I'm not doing it anymore. I don't want to do it. Theoretically. Well, theor- well then and you die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was even, Let's make that a quick one. But I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Die. I mean, uh, or if you do it less often, does that make you feel different? Is it? No, I, I think it, for for me with the peritoneal dialysis, uh, I would feel okay. I'm I can't move like I used to because I'm getting edema. I'm getting fluid buildup in my legs, and it's just it didn't cause pain. But you know, it's like wearing tight pants. You know, or, you know, it's it's yeah. crazy. I'd have to uh, roll roll with my feet up. Like we, I'd be in the van, have my feet up all the time. Yeah. That, uh, luckily, the long drives are great for that because it's just boring. It's like, and I don't know if any of you have dri- driven across the country, but there's a whole lot to not really look at after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. your, your, your interest can get peaked once you get out of, of Kansas and you're heading toward the <laughs> West Coast and the starts, terrain starts to change. You're getting into the Rockies. Otherwise, there's a lot of time to put your feet up. So you talk about... Um you know, the peritoneal catheter, which you no longer have, right? This Correct. tube living right. in your abdomen into your peritoneum, which also requires a procedure of some sort and is this chronic piece of foreign body, right, in your body. But Rubber hose. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It does look like a little rubber hose that, you know, you were saying in the movie that you're on stage and oops, it pops out and you don't want to creep people out. But, you know, you seem pretty comfortable with it. Do you think that that, you know, we've talked about ostomy bags and things like that. Do you think that that has impaired your like confidence, your ability to be close with women. I mean, you have a wife and kid, like, is that something that, you know, is, is a huge hurdle? Cause we've talked about young people with physical deformities or a tube hanging out of your belly. How does, how do you handle that? 
Um, with confidence. Yeah. Well, confidence definitely. It, it helps if you're a rock through, star, right? Yeah, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, also, he's not like a normal guy. Yeah. You're like, my advice for the world is become a rock star. <laughs> do that and then go on dialysis. Right. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you, this is going to sound so like Mr. Rogers or something, but if the person's going to be right, they're going to know you. Then not the oh, not the tube coming out of your belly. Sure. I never felt like it was anyone treated me like saw saw that and thought it was weird. Of course, I didn't go swirl you know twirling it around. You know, like <laughs> check it out. You know, um, I, yeah. I, that that I never know. I never really had any issue with that. And I'm sure, and we all have reasons to be self conscious anymore. Going back to side effects. Hair loss, man, that's happening to me hard. Mm. And uh, so we do get, we, we, we are very self-conscious. And of course, I should have been more self-conscious having a tube hanging out of my belly. But without that, I wasn't alive. Right. No, and I'm so, not even, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think you should be. You know, this is part of your life. Like, I have a mole here. You know, this yeah. is just, you have to accept show, certain things. Show them your pinky. But you weren't, you weren't, uh, and I have a broken pinky. Whoa, That's... gross. Yeah, for the, <laughs> I do not that sorry, man. That, sorry. That, for that, the listeners my... who haven't we'll listened to it. our earlier episodes, we posted it before, but Lizzie's pinky is it's atrocious. Stupid. I don't I know what happened to it. Update you guys. Have my you ever pinky's... driven Lombard Street? <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> That's her. Here's an update for the listener. My pinky's still messed up. <laughs> right. Just yeah, newsflash. Right. Can you bend it? Yeah, it's oh, cool. totally functional. I think it's cool. Thank you. And I think your parasail tube was probably Thanks. cool. You know, one thing about the movie that really touched me was how eager you were or how important it was to you to meet the family of the the donor of the kidney donor. Now, you got a uh, deceased donor kidney. So someone was kind enough. In this case, it was a young man was kind enough uh, and had enough foresight to become an organ donor. And you got that guy's kidney and you it was a personal thing for you to reach out to the family. That really touched me. And one question I had in my mind is how do you thank somebody for that? How do you like, can you even karmically, how do you, what do you do to thank the family about how do you do that? Is it possible? Just reaching out is thanks enough, whether they're receptive or not. Uh, and, and even then, you know, I, I don't know. You never know if they've accepted your, your gratitude, gratitude right? because you can't, there's no way you can verbalize it. You can just, uh, just move on. But I, I still keep in touch only when we're touring. I, I, we, we, the, uh, the family lives in Phoenix, the Phoenix, Arizona area, and they come out to the shows. And, uh, I think that's, that might be all I can expect is that they show up or they're interested and, and, uh, but they're still struggling. I know they are. Yeah. I know they are from the last time they're still struggling with it. And how could you not? I have a question about just the donors and the shortage of kidneys. I'm hearing that it takes like five, six years to get a transplant. Um, what can people do? I mean, I can tell you myself personally, when I was 16, got my driver's license, I'm not a donor, but the DMV doesn't really ask you that every year. How can people become donors or how can you get those numbers up so that people don't have to wait so long? It seems like an easy thing to affect or impact. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's first of all, people have to be educated on what actually happens if, when you become a donor. They, um, like in the movie, uh, Peter's mother says, I don't want people taking my stuff. 
or uh, she's yeah, it's like, just weird some people think it's, it's just, just weird. weird yeah it's just weird or they won't try to save me if i'm right. in a you know critical which i can accident, testify you know. is absolutely not the case so there's a lot of biases about that people are scared of cuz you don't it's it's like well <laughs> it's almost like when I die, maybe I'll still feel it, you know? Right, <laughs> you know? right. <clears throat> yeah. or, uh, it's, it, at the end of the day, for some people, it's just weird. Yeah. The, the argument that people have said, like, I'm afraid if they see that, they're going to let me go. It's 100% not the case. If anything, people see that you're a donor, and they're like, this is a good dude. Well, let's keep pushing. I mean, I don't know if there's really <laughs> any push back or forth, but they're at least equal. So yeah. there's really no truth to that. I see that. I, I, I don't try to pry into anyone's business, but say you're at the grocery store and someone's p- pulling out their credit card to pay for their grocery. I, if I can look at their ID, I, I just saw this the other day. This this woman had her had a, the um, dot on her license. I was like, yeah. I, right almost, um, almost, yeah. I was almost going to go, hey, good job there. You right. know? So can you tell our listeners, we're talking about, you can just go, I think, to the DMV website, or can you yeah. tell us any other information? There's, there is, man, there's, first thing you should do is just make sure you tell anyone who's significant mm-hmm. around you, this is what I want. So they're the people who are going to be contacted when something happens to you. So say that. Got make it. sure also, that they know that. You, sorry, you can also do a living will. This is how we, as healthy, happy huh. people, really? communicate our wishes. Will your organs? Hmm. No, just the, what you'd want. But you could—I mean, you could talk about that, sure. and you absolutely need to tell someone you love. And I do think I did it last year. I think you can go to the DMV website and just update it. And I'm sure if you Google, "How can I be an organ donor?" Exactly, yeah, I I'll think do that. That's right. There is a, there is a, a, a registry online, and I should know this. I should know everything, but I, I, I've got an. <laughs> you ancient, should know everything. I should know everything about me. Um, I have an ancient <laughs> brain now, and I know that there is an online way to do it. But the best thing, even if you do that, even if you get the lights, <clears throat> the dot on your driver's license, still tell your your immediate family. Well, we will put it up on our, um, when we post this or publish this episode, we'll do a link or something like that to make sure. That was in the movie, like uh, the the Peter had signed up to be a donor the day he passed and his mother didn't know that. And his sister had to advocate. This is what he wanted because she wasn't going to let them do it. They let them, you know, take organs. It happened the day that he signed up to be a donor. which It's amazing. So we don't want to take up any more of your time. We really appreciate you coming on. That it was really my, great to my talk pleasure. to you. Pleasure. I, I I would talk more. I would yeah. talk forever. We can. We will bring you back. I, I mean, this has question. been. Yeah. I got one more question. Right. I just have to know, as a musician, a lot of musicians that are going to hear this are going to want to just know. We all have this dream of going on tour. You know, what? Uh, you know, with what you can tell me, what what is it like to go on tour? Is it is it this exciting? <laughs> no, hold yeah. on. Is it is it a fun, adventurous thing like the stereotype is, or is it, so, or does it become draining over a few years? I, I don't know. Is it? I think it becomes draining if you, um, eh, it becomes draining if you have expectations that are not being met. Um. That's life expectations, yeah. right? Yeah, and if you're around people who you are not getting along with, and being in a band with people, it's it's closer than any spouse right. or anything because you're living with them constantly and sharing rooms and waiting for them to come out of the bathroom, and, and you really get to know every single thing about the people you're with, and that can become 
great and it can become highly annoying. It can break up bands. It can make brothers enemies. Good advice. Good yep. advice for here at the House of Pod. <laughs> One day, a tell-all documentary will be made about the drama behind the scenes. All yeah. the salacious the details. The behind the scenes. Yes, always the drama. Drama. It always starts with the drummer. You don't well, have one of those kind of things. We'll see if we can edit that in. Yeah. Well, that does. it sounds amazing that you were able to do that. You were clearly determined, passionate to have this chronic disease, um, a chronic maintenance. Not every chronic disease has so much intensive maintenance, such as peritoneal dialysis or hemodialysis. Some have no maintenance. You're just done. Right. Or a, a right. pill or a diet or whatever, and you can fix or exercise. You can fix a lot of things. This, you cannot fix. You were born with it. Um, and you really have shown, it seems incredible, resilience and patience. And we appreciate you talking about it so candidly. Thank you yeah, for thanks. having me. And it's my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. We and will take you up on that. Okay, thank part you. two, Electric Boogaloo coming. <laughs> so uh, thank you to Nadim Abubaker, uh, one of our producers. Thanks to Lizzie and Joe for doing the editing. Thank you to Roger Jagged Deason. He runs our YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, we have our first vodcast up. And you can search for The House of Pod on YouTube. Special thank you to Paul Thomas, sound engineer here in San Francisco, bottom of the hill, but he, I think he works in a lot of places. Thank you for uh, introducing us to Pat here, and thanks for being an amazing sound guy in general. Pat, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. All antidotes and patient-related details have been changed with respect to date, sex, and certain details so that patient identification is not possible. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 